Alexa, what is the best podcast in the land? Here's Pulling Back the Curtain podcast registered from Amazon Music. Playing the latest episode. Season three of the Pulling Back the Curtain podcast is brought to you by Samato Coffee. Pull Back the Curtain podcast listeners will receive a 20% discount on your order by using promo code BALLERSCOFFEE. To learn more about Sumato Coffee, please visit their website at www.sumatocoffee.com. That's S-U-M-A-T-O-C-O-F-F-E-E.com. What's happening, people? And what you know good? We'd like to thank you for listening and spending your time with us. This is Pulling Back the Curtain podcast, the most provocative, the most exciting, the baddest, baddest podcast in the land. We come with the dopest topics, hitting with our rawest opinion, while giving you the straight up facts. That's right, no fake news here. I'm Jules. I'm Press. On today's show, we pull back the curtain on the songs that are meaningful to us and much, much more. Press, what's popping, baby? Jules, man, how you doing, bruh? Man, I'm good, dude. <laughs> man, <laughs> man, just busy as always. You know, we out here making this move. So, so, so finally. I know, man. Got through with the closing. Down there getting some relaxation in for you this weekend, my bro. Oh. You know how it is when Fresh is moving in. Just a lot of, just adding our own little flavor to the to the place. That's all. Yes, sir. I still, I can't wait. I can't wait. Don't send me anything until you guys get everything kind of put together. I, I want to see it from okay. your eyes first. Okay, cool. Because right now, it's just bare bones. We're over here on, on, on milk crates and, and, car, <laughs> and, and, and cardboard tables, man. Just... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you, man. When you told me about what y'all was doing, you motivated me a little bit, man. I started looking at some properties out there in Michigan, man. So stay tuned. Oh, Next nice. Summer. Okay. Yeah. You motivated oh, me, man. Up, man. I saw some stuff out there. I was like, hmm. Okay, man, dude. You know what? You won't even think about it until you start looking and it's like, okay, these prices are not too bad. They're reasonable. They were, yeah, very reasonable. I was actually surprised. Mm-hmm. And you can get 20 years or 30 years, however you want to however you want to do it, to work your, you know, as far as your finances. And it's just taking the time just to know the answers out and find a good spot. And, you know, you ain't trying to get nothing too expensive, but just a little something just, you can pay for it. it's not gonna hurt your your your, your pockets any and, and something just to get away and and get off the grid. Right, like you said, it's not gonna hurt you, but mm-hmm. at the same time, it's something that you can pass down. Keep that shit in the face. Yes, sir. Right, right. That's the thing. That's the what prayers. We talk about this all the time on this show about about leaving the you know old money, leaving the legacy, leaving things for the 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 generation coming up behind you so they can have something. Man, let's just say we expire each other because we've been talking about that. It was like, man. Why not, man? Why not start it now? Why not start with us, you know? Dude, yeah, because if not, then shit, who's going to do it? (laughs) Right. Right. Also, also props to y'all, man, because for real, like, when when you started talking through that, and I was, like, thinking to myself, I'm like, man, I don't know, that seemed kind of expensive. Then I started looking at it, I'm like, hey, it's reasonable. All right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was like, you know what? I may may take a little bit more of a look at this now, so no. (laughs) Appreciate you for even bringing that up, because I was like, man, that'd be definitely nice to have a little spot, man. Oh, man. Dude. So, yeah, man. Once we get everything cool, come on now, man. We got to do a show out there, man. Yes, sir. I can't wait. We're going to turn it up out there. Peoria, get ready. Get ready. (laughs) (laughs) Prince is coming back home, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. But how's everything on your end? You know, busy. But, dude. 
Those Chicago Sky, man, I want to give them a shout-out, man. man. They won yes. that chip. Shout-out to Candace Parker, the real CP3. Dude, they did their thing because they was down. They was down a little bit on that uh that fourth game. Yeah, about 15. <laughs> they 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 buckled down and got to it, man. And next thing you know, boy, they bringing the chip back uh to Chicago. First one, man. So congratulate Chicago Sky. I love it. Me too. And then cheer me up because I, I actually, dude, I was leaving that Bears game. And uh, oh. me and my me and my little cousin, we stopped at a bar after the game and we finished up the the rest of that Chicago Sky game. And my mood just uh-huh. went from just being indifferent to you couldn't even tell I had just sat through that Bears Packers loss. I was hyped as fuck out there, bro. I had no voice left. <laughs> <laughs> man, yeah, I heard you on the uh, DB when you were eight, dog, man. <laughs> you heard I was I was fighting through one night. <laughs> Dude. Oh man. Hey, I was I agree with y'all both. Uh Packers didn't beat us. No. We, lo- we lost that game. We yeah. lost that game. I was yep. watching and I was like, oh, man, we stopped with the run. Couldn't really move the ball. We, we, the defense was holding up. Yeah. Defense was yeah. holding up a little bit. And then, man, we saw Rodgers went in there, man, and, and got that touchdown. I started talking trash. Dude, I wish I was a fan. I hopped out of my seat. And- <laughs> <laughs> but, you, but you know what, though? You know what I always uh-huh. say, Jules, in those situations? He's talking that shit because he knows he's right. And the thing is, it was Bears fans. They were pissed off. What I said is, I would be pissed off if I was a player on that team because somebody came on your field and said that shit. That was my thing. I'm like, where's our pride? If they don't go back, if they don't go to Lambeau Field and put up a W on Green Bay, then I'm just going to be questioning this team's pride, offense, defense, Mm. coaches, staff, everybody. Yeah, that's you. You're right, Press. That should light a fire on you. Somebody has to be in, that, in that right? organization, right? You gonna come to my you. house? You gonna come mm. to my house and tell me you own me? What? The disrespect in that, bro. That's my thing. Man. And the thing about this, I can even get mad at him because I'm like, well, shit. His record is what, 21 and five, 22 and five, something like that. I'm like, yeah. shit. Numbers don't lie. But it's the fact of the matter that he had the audacity, bro. That was my thing. You had the audacity to do that shit. I was like, okay, we'll see you in December. Khalil and those boys, they better, they better remind him of the words. I hope Khalil sacks him and says, you own who? All right. He should see clear Mac every time he turn off the lights. <laughs> five, two, five, two. <laughs> every time he shut off the lights. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Yeah, that that's yeah. I can't wait for that game, man. I, I hope we hope we do something, Chris. I hope so too. Which leads me, Jules, to okay. this week's fair or foul. Now, okay, all right. This will this will comes from the Bears Packers game. Now, there were some Bears fans that were sitting around me. Some of the people were not regular season ticket holders. I think they were just people that bought seats or maybe they got to go to the game. Maybe someone gave them the tickets. Whatever. That part doesn't matter. The part that I want to get your thoughts and the audience thoughts on is fair or foul on the home team, which is Bears fans, getting upset with Packers okay. fans that were cheering and basically kind of took over the stadium there at the end. They were getting mad. They wanted to challenge these people to fights. So, Jules, fair or foul oh. on people being sore losers? I got to give it a foul, dude. Listen, we beat ourselves. Press, we're going to be mad at ourselves on that. It was a poor performance. Yep. We had a chance. We had opportunity. We just didn't execute. That's all. We didn't execute or we, we went away from the, from, the, from the play. So it can't get mad at them because they won. They won fair and square. 
and with a little help from the ref, but <laughs> they were my fair square. So I called them the foul, Chris. Yeah, I did too, man. I actually had to check one of the guys because there was um to the right of my cousin, there was like a group of, of Bears fans, and they, and they had one Packer fan with him. The guy was respectful, okay. didn't say anything, you know, during the game, no shit talk. He cheered for his team, you know, here and there. He wasn't one of the Packers fans that was going crazy. So what this one Bear fan in, in front of me decided to do was he directed his anger and ire towards the damn Packers fan that was sitting a couple seats down for me that wasn't saying shit to no one. Mm. And I had to say, bro, I think the course license got to you a little bit. You need to relax. I'm like, yeah. this man ain't said nothing to you or anybody over here, bro. And he was like, man, he was like, but man, I just hate them. I'm like, yeah, I do too. But this man over here ain't said nothing. I was right. like, we we take this we take this L, and we go on to the fucking Tampa Bay game. Let's go. Fuck right. we talking about. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm with you too. Foul on that. Don't be a sore loser, man. Because no. think about it. I talked about how we were at the Raiders game in Vegas, and Bears fans. We took over that stadium. I didn't have Raiders fans around me trying to fight me and get mad at me. I'm sure they were salty. They understood. Okay, it's in the yeah, game, right? Did. Somebody's gonna win. Somebody's gonna lose. Mm-hmm. We didn't win today. Can't get mad at them. They won Fred Square. And it's not cute being a sore loser, man. Now you're just being a crybaby. Listen, lick your wounds. Like you said, praise. We march on Tampa Bay. <laughs> yes, sir. And, and also, too, I also had to tell Buddy on the side, too. I was like, hey, don't mess with quiet people, man. I was like, that dude was a little quiet. He might fuck you yeah. up, bro. <laughs> dude. Yeah, you. Hey, you're right about that. He chilling, just want to enjoy the game. He want to be left alone. He ain't, yep. he, ain't, he ain't rattling no cages. He know no. where he at. Yep. He know he at. He know what his team is doing. But yep. he's, he's keeping the respect. Yep. <laughs> you know what? Them the people you watch, Jules. That's all I'm going to tell you. <laughs> Dude, I, I'm, I'm there with you. <laughs> all right, man. Well, let's get into these mailbag questions. We got some really good ones today. And audience, all your questions are great. But today's questions I thought were really, really good. Uh-huh. First one. Comes on from Reggie from Madison, Wisconsin. He wanted to know, fellas, how will you guys remember Colin Powell? Oh, man. You know, Colin Powell is like, I wouldn't say as like a Martin Luther King or, or, or James Baldwin to our parents coming up, but he was that figure that we can look up to, a success. I mean, he was the high-ranking, he was the man in America during the Bush uh, administration. So... Remembering him is remembering that you can achieve anything in this world. He even talked about, about leadership. And one thing he said about leadership, a leadership is you solve problems. And when your people stop coming to you for, for advice, then that means you lost them. And I felt like, wow. So this dude was just always, he, he's always the go-to guy. He's always the man that's, that's in charge and, you know, and just... Just, just want to be there, want to be for everybody. I heard he was a, a great dude. You can talk to him. He was just very personable. And but he ain't take no stuff. And when it's time, when he worked, he worked. So just, uh, man, I'm just remember how his uh, his style is, his leadership, how he set the bar, started from a private all the way up to to the man that's in charge. So for me, that's what I remember Colin Powell for. Yeah, I mean, Jules, I mean, you're totally correct on that. I mean, when I look at him, I think of just the path that he built for himself in his career. You know, he built his way up. Now, he also had a complicated legacy. And a lot of people will talk about Mm -hmm. the part that he played. He made his name during the Gulf War, but then it was the Iraqi War. 
where he kind of uh, had some problems there under Bush. However, I choose to focus on the parts of his legacy that I thought he did us all proud. I thought the guy had integrity, smart guy. You got to think about all the presidents that he served under. Reagan, Bush. He was like the Secretary of State. Anyhow, I know he did endorse Barack Obama in 2008. He also endorsed uh, Hillary Clinton in 2016 and Biden in 2020. So another thing that I remember him by is the fact, as a Republican, he broke party lines and was like, no, I'm riding with these people. And you know why he did that, Jules? It's because his biggest focus for him was everything was about the country. He said country over the individual. And that's one of the things that I'll remember about him. And he's going to be the last of a dying breed because there's not a lot of modern Republicans out there. Most people out there now, they will, (laughs) we saw it, what happened, you know, under that last administration. There was people that went down with that Titanic. He was not one of those people. And he spoke out. My last point on this is when I worked at CareerBuilder, Colin Powell spoke at one of our conferences. Oh, nice. Yeah. And one of the things that he talked about, in addition to putting your country before yourself, he talked about leadership okay, and executing. And he said that every action that I did in my life, and especially in my service life, I did what I thought was best for America and the people that he represented. And that's the lasting memory that I'll have of him. Because when you think back mm-hmm. on that, everything he said in that talk is true. If you look back at his career, minus that minor blimp that I brought up, Everything he did, he did for the betterment of this country. That's You can't ask for nothing much more than that, Jules. Oh, no, I agree with you. Until the end, even then, he took on the chin. He, he didn't run away from it. That was him, and, and he, to show he had integrity. Exactly. exactly. It's show he had integrity. We ain't all perfect. But no, we, we all make mistakes. It's really how you, how you move on from those mistakes. But I think the thing for me, though, is I look at the fact that he was a man of principle. And uh-huh. he really represented this country to the fullest. Man, man, rest in peace, Colin. Oh, man, that's a, for us, African-Americans, for us, man, that's a, that, that dude's a pioneer right there, man. He, he's a giant. He really is. He, he's definitely, he's going to definitely go down as uh, as one of our heroes. Like I said, mm-hmm. um, I have to even be honest with you. I got caught up as a kid, not really respecting his work because I saw that he was a Republican and I was in my mind at that point in time thinking, Oh, man, this dude right here, he don't represent anything that I care about. But then when you get older and you learn the way that this world works, I'm like, man, this dude right here, he's a bad motherfucker, man. (laughs) (laughs) So I even had to like, yeah, he all right. So I even had to learn, you know, just from growing up, you know, because sometimes you're told things and you sometimes got to learn things on your own. You got to do your own homework and do your own research. So Uh Colin Powell is somebody that definitely, when I got to see him speak, I got to shake the man's hand. It was, a, it was a tremendous honor for me. So that's something that I'll, I'll never forget, just being able to be in the same oh, room with man. them. Dude, that's awesome, man. That's an awesome story there. Rest in peace, uh, Colin. Yeah. All right, Jules. Well, on to a situation that I know a lot of listeners have been wanting us to touch on. So here we go. Chelsea okay. from Lincoln Park here in Chicago. She wanted to know, why hasn't Brian Laundry been found? So Jules here mm. is our resident expert when it comes to criminal investigations. So, Jules, talk to him. <laughs> see, how I just, see how I just threw him under the bus? <laughs> Dang. <laughs> Dang. Let me see. 
So let me go back. Let me go back. They reported him missing on the 17th. He left out. Oh, man. Her parents reported her missing on the 1st. He came back without her. They, they, they reported her missing the 11th or something like that. The, the authorities talked to him on the 13th, uh, the 12th or the 13th. And then after that, he was gone. And had been found since. Well, I don't know if the, the, the information that the parents gave the authorities is accurate because they told the authorities that he's normally go camping in Florida somewhere, this part in Florida. I forgot the name of it. Well, they're trying to look for there. They got cadaver dogs and, you know, helicopters, even dog the bonnie hood that's trying to look for this dude. I don't know. Maybe they've been thrown off by the parents. They have to widen the search. Hopefully he'll come up. But for him to be, to be gone almost, I want to say, a little over a month and a half is not looking good. A lot of people think he probably committed suicide. This is a big world. It's a big country. But for him not being caught right now, it's it's the furthest thing goes. I I don't know how much money he have, but if he's close to Florida, I don't know if he can, you know, try to get somewhere to Cuba. I don't know if he can try to go to Mexico. I don't know if he killed himself. I do. It's just so many unknowns. But since they haven't found him yet, means okay, that place that the parents had told the authorities where he's at, I, obviously he's not there. So Chelsea, when I looked at this situation, I thought, okay. So Brian was named a person of interest in the case of Gabby's disappearance. As Jules mentioned, when Brian came back, he came back without Gabby. We later find that Gabby mm-hmm. was, was killed. Now, mm-hmm. I think the reason why he hasn't been found is the fact that he had a multiple-day head start. Now, you have right. to think about the timeline that Jules just gave you guys. Now you're talking to his parents. His parents probably sent them off, you know, and I'm not trying to accuse them, but they do seem to me a little shifty. That's just my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. So not only does he have that going for him, but then you also have a guy that's an avid camper. He's used to being in those type of elements. And I was looking at some of the videos for that place that everybody's been searching at Carlton Reserve. Right, right, right. And all that water and shit. And I'm like, it's probably alligators and snakes and all yeah. kind of shit up in there. I'm like, and that's what those uh, search teams, they're going through that looking for him. So I'm looking at this situation like, I don't know what the hell's going on. This man could be alive. He could be in another country right now, or he could be dead. He can right, right. We don't know. Still haven't come up. A lot of people think he probably committed suicide. But until you have a body, he's still out there. But I will uh, say, though, I know mm-hmm. Dog the Downey Hunter and all those people out, <laughs> out there looking for him and shit. I'm sitting up here like, this is crazy. This shit have got a little, <laughs> this shit have got weird. But this is the thing, though. We're, our FBI is using all the intelligence that they have possible, and they haven't even found a scent of this guy. They have the dogs that are out there that's trying to track down him. They got a scent of him. They're coming up with no leads, no hits, no nothing. And I'm telling right. you, I think it's that multiple day head start that this guy had. And if he is still alive, it was probably because of that is what probably allowed him to get away. Oh, Prez, we get it all the time at work where somebody got robbed or the store get robbed. You go there. Like, okay, what, what happened? What do you look like? Where you go? What do you do? Like, how long did this happen? 10 minutes ago. 10 minutes? Damn, dude can be in Kiki somewhere in 10 minutes. Right. I mean, just the timing. That's why timing is so is the essence. It's so, it's so important because the, the more time the, uh, the person has to get away, the greater chance he can, he can escape because the place is so big, you don't know, you don't know where to start from. Yeah, man, you can start at one place, and as soon as you, you widen the search, he, he's someplace else, or he moved over here. That's why time is of the essence. And with him having days uh, advanced 
Ain't no telling where he can be at. Now, the one thing that I would say, though, and this is something that I thought about. Now, if for some reason he is out there in, in the woods and out there in the reserves, uh-huh. how the hell he got enough water to survive? That's the thing that I'm wondering. Right. He, he can't be there. He has to be somewhere else because he would have died of dehydration by this time because he could, those waters in those reserves, they said that water is not for any sort of drink and he would need some sort of a filter out there to okay. have enough water to last as long as he's been missing. Okay. Prez, what you been watching? Naked and afraid, man? Wow, man, you know I keep my ears to the streets. <laughs> yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta check that water. You gotta boil it or something. Yeah. So that's 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 the only reason why I think uh, Chelsea. I don't think that this guy is where they're looking for him. I think he had left the country, mm-hmm. probably changed his appearance. God knows what. But I do hope that he turns up, though. I do hope that because. I don't know if he killed this young woman, but he had something to do with it. He was using her credit card after after she, you know, disappeared. So he ain't on the right, he ain't on the up and up. Something happened there, and they need to bring his ass in and talk to him and get this shit oh, figured dude, out. Dude, I hey, I with you. Hey, I'm also mad at them authorities. As soon as a girl go missing and you uh, you on cooperative, oh yeah, okay, bro. We keep an eye on you. We're gonna have somebody sit on you because that's not normal. This is your fiance, and your fiance is missing. You come home without her. And we going to tell you, hey, where your girl at? I'm not cooperating. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, all right. All right, we go. Okay, all right, sir. Don't leave. Don't leave town. Here's my card. If you have any uh, any uh, additional information, yeah, sit, sit a car to sit on this house right here. Wherever you go, follow him. Yep, that. But also think about when it was him and Gabby were on their trip, and that's when the cops had rolled up because they saw scratches and bruises right. on both of them, and they over there joking with him. Meanwhile, she's in distress. And I'm sitting up there looking yeah. at this situation. But I'm like, that's privilege if I ain't seen it. Look like the cops are rolled up on me like and they saw some shit like that. Wouldn't be joking with my ass. <laughs> no. Well, no, man. Yeah, no. You know how it goes. They're going to be serious with you, man. Hell yeah, they're going to be serious with me. They, I'm saying, Jules, they was over there laughing with this dude. I'm sitting up here like, this woman was in distress. I'll never forget them videos, man. I'm like, damn, boy, she looked like she was terrorized. Yeah, and they should have seen that. They should, and they saw. They probably, probably didn't care. Like, ah, whatever. Y'all, y'all have the day. <laughs> Who knows? Well, they they probably saw the shit on both of them. It was like, okay, y'all y'all got some some shit going on between the two of y'all. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know right. how y'all handled those domestics, but when I looked at that situation, I'm like, man, they should have probably if I'm not even gonna say uh, arrested nobody, but just say, you know what, we are gonna bring her in. We are gonna take her away. From, because there's something not going right here. You need to go your way. Something. I, I mean, I don't know how this stuff works, but I would have definitely have maybe said, hey, right. when are y'all coming with us? You ain't got to be a law enforcement officer to figure that. Dude, you said it perfect. You said it perfect. You see somebody in trouble? No. Hey, bro, you going somewhere and cool down, man. Well, she'll, she'll, she'll be at the station. You know? Right. Right. You know, and then, then talk to her and say, listen, what's going on? What can we do? Where are your parents at? Somebody can pick you up, whatever the case may be. Unfortunately, this happened. You know, I, you know the yeah. autopsy came back, and you know strangulation. So it's, it's, it's ugly, man. But uh, like, yeah. like you, prayers. I hope we get this dude. I hope they find him and get him home and, and uh, get him back to the station and answer him, so he can answer some questions on what what happened. That's right. That's right. But I will say, man, uh, those uh, law enforcement people involved in that in that case, man, they failed Gabby on that one. The ones that reported yeah. to that scene, they failed her, bro. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Because 
the first incident they should have did some. Okay, right. you they okay, you let him go. But then when she came, when he came home without her and 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 she was nowhere to be found, they should have been okay, we're gonna have eyes on dude because he knows uh-huh. something. He uh-huh. knows something. And you can answer this better than I can. Could they have those the first officers when they pulled them over and saw that situation? Could they have documented that in the system? And so that could have been like maybe on the radar. So like if somebody would have got a read on him in the future, right. they could be like, okay, yep. yeah, yeah, because you can do a, a, a is a, a stop report where you you interact with these two and this this is this is what happened. This is what the incident occurred and okay, it's been documented. Now was that done in this situation? It's on body camera, so I'm not. That's the thing that I saw. Yeah. So I'm not sure if they did they did like an incident, like a report or anything. Man, it's just messed up, man. No, definitely messed up. And I hope, like you said, man, I hope they figure that shit out. Hope they find his ass and rest in peace to Gabby. The next question comes over from Rosalind from Chicago's Portage Park neighborhood. And she wanted to know, Jules, what did you think about Judge Judy dropping her longtime bailiff from the show? Mmm, I saw that. 25 and- years. 25 years. You know what? The new show she on, I guess she couldn't afford them. Right. She, she, she told Entertainment Weekly that, uh, or uh, damn, uh, Bird is his name. Bird told Entertainment Weekly that Judge Judy had to form them that. He was making too much money. So <laughs> they couldn't bring him over. Like, man, Judge Judy got all, she got stingy, man. She got stingy. She, she, she want all the money for herself. <laughs> man. Come on, you could have took that brother. Hey, but then she traded and got a got a younger younger brother. I saw. I forgot his name. Uh, I saw Kevin. I, Kevin. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Oh, chocolate dude. What? Just you knew what she was doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, so when I looked at the situation, Rosalind, what I thought was, first of all, this guy Bird been with her, not even just the 25 years on the show, but they worked together in the New York court system back in the day. And when she got oh, okay. the Hollywood job, he actually wrote her a letter basically, you know, saying, hey, congratulations. You know, I appreciated the time working with you. If you need someone to help you with the show, I'm here. And he was kind of like, LOL. So he kind of said it half jokingly. So what ended up happening was the per- the actor that they had that was going to be the bailiff on the Judge Judy show, he backed out. And then she hit up Bird and was like, hey, I want to take you up on that, that offer if it still stands. So that was how their relationship worked on that show. So when I look at it, I'm like, man, loyalty in this world is tough, man, because you think about 25 years of working together. I would have tried to figure the money situation out with that man. You know, it's like, yeah, you would think after 25 mm-hmm. years, that's like family, right? I would say so. So that was the part that kind of hit me a little bit. But then on the other side of the situation, Jules, I also realized business is business. And sometimes business can be ruthless, right? And sometimes people make these decisions and they don't really think about the loyalty or the friendship. It is like, hey, dollars and cents. If we paying you X, I need you to make this. So, <laughs> man. But you know, Prince, it could have been something Judy could have did. Even if not as the bailiff, maybe some another uh, position of the show. You know, because 25 years, he good. You know, his money, right? I, I, I read that he's trying to get, you know, break off into do some TV and some acting. Which I right, hope, he, yeah. hope he gets some roles, man. Because yeah, he get he get. Hey, bird. bird look like a smooth brother, man. Brother, yeah. Bird look smooth, man. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you know him and his wife. They was doing like a little Instagram live show too. So he's all about the entertainment shit, bro. Oh, good. And you know what? Things happen for a reason, Prez. So maybe you know, with this, 
he'll, he'll break off and do something else and be even more great. Yeah, we'll, we hope. But it's just, mm-hmm. when, when I look at this whole thing, I do give Judge Judy props in the fact that she gave him a chance. She gave him his first opportunity, and she didn't have to do that, right? And this guy's probably had a life probably better than he could ever imagine just because he's had the opportunity for 25 years to get that Hollywood money and the opportunities that come along with that. So I'm sure he probably don't regret the, the working relationship with her. I think, though, he, she should have just hit him up and was like, hey, we're going to move in a different direction. The way he found out, there was another thing that I thought uh, Rosalind was a little iffy. He saw it the same way that we all found out about it when she was on the Ellen show. He was like, that's when he found mm. out. Oh no. No, 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 no. Nah, yeah, that part is bogus. Yeah. That's your man's now. 25 years plus. Yeah. Uh, hit he him don't up. know what's happening. Yeah, hit yeah, him up. Hit- hey, listen. He 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 will understood. He understood, especially coming from you, you know, first. But he to find out like everybody else did. No, yeah, that's a little, that's a little rough there. Yeah. So I mean, and, and Jules, you know how I am. I mean, dude, you and I, we're building this thing here together. I'm a person of fucking transparency. You know that. I tell people what they don't want to hear. But at the same time, I think sometimes those conversations have to be had because not only is it business, you got to look at people's relationships. A relationship means more to me than business. I would much rather, if we have to part in a business situation, I would much rather still be able to be friends than to let a business relationship that gone sour ruin a brotherhood. So I'm looking at Judge Judy. I'm like, you could have handled that situation totally different. Right. Damn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Where my gavel at? Her. <laughs> her in contempt, hold her in contempt, friend. Yeah, <laughs> you you talk to her, Jules. You talk to her. Yeah, uh, and then I'm gonna run away. <laughs> <laughs> but I tell you, I tell you what they know. I ain't gonna watch her show. I used to watch her show back in the day. I used to love those judge shows. I used to watch her, Judge Joe Brown. I actually liked uh-huh, her show Joe better. Brown. Yeah. Uh, show. What about Mathis? You watch Mathis? Yeah, Mathis was cool. He, you know what? After a while, though, I kind of was like, "All right, Mathis, you need to calm down." <laughs> hey, man, yeah, don't it be? Hey, he be treating people, man. Dude, I'm like, damn, bro. <laughs> Sheesh. Uh, and it always be the brothers too. I'm like, damn, <laughs> calm down, there, judge. <laughs> they be treating him out. I walk out his 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 courtroom. I got to sit here and listen to this. Well, yeah, you I like? I, I guess I do. You like? I definitely need to sit here and listen to this, but I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, but good question, Rosalind. Good question. Yeah, All right. like The next one came over from Mike from Rutherford, New Jersey. And Jules, he wanted to know, mm-hmm. do you think that Kyrie Irving is being a distraction for his team? And before you go mm-hmm. into that audience, you know we talked about Kyrie a couple times on the show already in regards to COVID-19 vaccine. So this question, Mike, has been a question that we've seen pop up a lot in different mentions that we've had. So, Jules... Go ahead and give him what he wants. Oh, man. Press, they need to stop talking about Kyrie Irving. Season start already. The team got moved forward and get ready to gear up for the season, playoffs, and championship round. You can't keep going back and forth. Hey, what Kyrie going to do? What he going to do? He told you in the interview, uh, he said he needed some more information first. Okay, that's his right. I'm a little torn from this. I okay. get people's rights, but you and the team set. See, you know what I'm saying? Uh, because you got other people in the teams that's already, they're re- they ready to go and expect you to play out there with them. Mm, talk to them. Man, this is rough because this thing is new. This vaccine and the whole COVID, everything is new. And, well, if I was Kevin Durant and them boys, I'm going to need something a little more from Kyrie than I just need some more information. 
because he gave a he gave a statement about some aliens, Michael Trips or something like that. I mean, come on, brother. You can find out anything about this vaccination on, online, or you can hell, you can talk to the team doctors and figure out what he needs to know. Either man, brother, you're gonna get this vaccine. Cool. If not, then you know what? We gotta move on without you. And I just say still stop talking about it. Yeah, and the Nets, I mean, they made the decision. They told them to stay away. So okay. I'm sure that wasn't easy for them to, to do. But at the same time, they weren't going to allow him to sabotage the season. So, mm-hmm. okay, Jules, I'm just going to just tell you flat out, at my job right now, they are mandating that all employees be vaccinated by December 8th. There's a lot of employees that have not been vaccinated to this point. Now you got mm-hmm. a lot of people now that are having to make that decision within the next month if this is something that they want to do to keep their job, or are they just saying, you know what, fuck it, you know, do what you're going to do to me. Mm-hmm. So you got a lot of people out here now that are going to have to start making these decisions. So Kyrie is not the only one that's in this position. Now, I also agree with you in the sense that this is rough because I do think that people should have the right to say what goes into their body, but also I think you also have a right to do what's best for the people around you, for the people that you're coming in contact with. Mm -hmm. But then also, if you're on a fucking team, bro, come on, man, KD and these guys, they got to answer for the the shit that you out here doing? That ain't fair to KD. That ain't fair to James Harden. And let's not forget the fact that KD and James Harden came to Brooklyn because of you. You you see what I'm going with this, dude? I'm I'm there. I'm there with you. Like, brother, come on, man. Come on, man. Get it. Get that vaccine. Come on out here and play with us. Just get the shot. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on. Because, Prez, I'm with you. Because my job also is, you know, getting the, uh, you know, have the mandate. The mayor's not playing. No. Sooner or later, the whole world got to be uh, a vaccine. Uh, well, I don't know the world, but uh, America is going to have to be, is going to be uh, mandated to give uh, the vaccine. It's coming. Yeah. It's coming. Get used to it. <laughs> so, I think as time goes on, we're going to get more answers. Of course, everything is new. But you see, people took it. All the guys on, on Brooklyn took it. Right. And you can act. Everybody's fine. If you're banking 10, 20, 30 years from now, how do you know you're going to be around? Heaven, God will look out for you, and you will. But let's be honest. I mean, this life is very, very sacred. I mean, just live for the day. Take the, worry about today. You know, t- take care of yourself. Take care of the people around you. Take care of your your partners, your friends, your teammates. Right. You know. You know what I was going to say? I'm not going to say that Kyrie's like this, but there's some people that I've had conversations or I'll see them on the news and they speak out about, I don't know what's in it. What's in that thing, right? I'm not putting something in my body. I don't know what's in there. I'm like, yeah, but what about the foods and, and the drinks that you have? Do you know what's in that? Yeah, dude. I, dude, I said the same thing to, to my wife this morning. <laughs> They put so much pesticides and stuff in this yeah. food. I mean, and also other medication you t- take. I mean, dude. Yeah. You, you don't ask no questions then. Get that shot, Kyrie. Stop. Just get the shot, Kyrie. Come on. I'm done talking about this. Uh, Mike, <laughs> thanks for the question. But I, I don't even want to talk about this situation no more. I don't want to even give it any more attention. Kyrie knows what he needs to do. Get it done. Mm-hmm. All right, our last mailbag question comes over from Bradley from Arlington Heights. It's a two-part question, mm-hmm. Jules. First part. Okay. How did you feel about the Hooters uniform change that was proposed? And then the second part, <laughs> what's your favorite wing flavor? <laughs> <laughs> so the, I'm going to take care of the easiest question first. <laughs> My favorite rings, I go in there and get, besides playing, I get the, 
garlic parmesan, I think it is. Okay, the garlic parmesan. Yeah. So, so wait, wait, wait. Yeah. So you like sometimes you like the plain, huh? Dude, I always get a ten plain and ten of the chipotle garlic or the garlic parmesan. I forgot. We, one okay, so you do ten to ten. Okay. Yeah. All right. So since we're on the subject, audience, I'm about to divert for a second. <laughs> you go flaps or you go drums? I uh, both. So you do both. So I do yeah. all drums on my do all you? drums. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do both. Hey, hey bring it out. I'm, I'm like, I'm like a little I'm like a little kid. I just want to get to it. I don't want to do all that work. Okay, gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, man. No, man. I get both up, man. I they both going down to getting devoured. <laughs> <laughs> and then I get some of them fried pickles, man. Oh, you like the fried pickle joints. I I do the uh those little shrimp they have in them curly fries. Get all of it. You said shrimp, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Cajun? Yeah, the Cajun Ooh, joint. We Hey, mm-hmm. everything, everything. I had it. Who this is nice, man. I love. You can't so. go wrong. You can't go wrong there. You can't. I'm over here now trying to talk myself out of order from Hoover's tonight after fucking answering this question. Uh, thanks a lot, Bradley. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Bradley. Great question. Now, Forrest, the uniform. Mm. Yes. I had to side with the ladies on that. That you new uniforms are 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 a little risque. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> me. The ones now, I mean, it's cool. It's, 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 you get both best of both worlds. But the new ones I saw is like, oof, you wearing that when you go in the bed or something. Hey, they're like, oh, just, what y'all trying to do up in here? <laughs> hey, they, they ratcheting it up, man. Yeah. When I, when I saw them, when I saw the young ladies putting them videos out there showing them new shorts, I'm like, wait, that's gonna be the new uniform? I'm like, good Lord. So your point, Jules, I'm like, what they trying to do? <laughs> yeah, y'all trying to y'all trying to start some wars or something, man. Yeah. Hope y'all get some security. <laughs> but you know what? When the women spoke out though, when the waitresses and the servers spoke out on it, that's when Hooters was like, nah, we're gonna we're gonna fall back. We're gonna let you all make the decision. If you wanna do it, you can. If you don't want to, you can wear the old one. Cause at first they was gonna mandate it, Jules. Good for the ladies to stand up, to stand up with that, because that's that's way too much. I mean, you might as well be in a bra bikini, you know, a little thongs or something mm-hmm. if you're gonna wear that. I mean, and then you're you're we at work and you're 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 moving, you're bending over, and this. I mean, okay, yeah, we know what you're trying to do, but the food is good. The food oh, yeah. is good, and then the, 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 the uniforms now is perfect. You ain't gotta do you ain't gotta change nothing. Yeah, I think that what Hooters needs to do is talk to the, the staff and say, look. You wear whatever shorts fit your body style and your image and your brand. Don't make everybody wear some shit that they don't want to wear because some people ain't going to be comfortable wearing that shit. You may right. have some people that's like, I'll wear that shit because they like, I'm going to get more tips, whatever. I think it should be what works for you. I think that anyway, it should work like that for anybody. Now, when you think mm. of Hooters, you think of the women with the big, you know, big breasts. Uh-huh. That's yeah. like their yeah. style. Uh-huh. So now it seems right, like Hooters, right. they trying to get into a whole nother bag now. I'm like, all right, now y'all being greedy. Relax. Right. Dude, it's it's not broke. No. It's not broke. It's not because every time I go to Hooters, it's always packed. Always packed. <laughs> it's always packed. Matter of fact, Press. Hey man, you're right, man, about that Hooters. It's gonna be closed. If ain't today, it might be next week or something. I definitely gonna get it. it's on the horizon. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> It's definitely on the horizon. 
And, and Bradley, my, my favorite flavor is that honey Thai chili peppers. That one's really good. Sweet. Oh, never have, just never a, had oh, that one. Hey, Jules, bro, just try that. Promise you. You're okay. going to come back and okay. you're going to tell me, Chris, it was the perfect combination. Because you, what you get, you're getting that fried chicken, you get a little bit of that sweet, and you get a little bit of that spice to it. It's the perfect combination. All three worlds. Mm, okay, I will. Okay, yeah, I will. I will get it. Next time I go up there, I'm getting it. Yeah, but but Bradley, no, there's good questions. Uh, I do think, though, at the end of the day, Hooters, <laughs> y'all just got to stop playing. I don't, I don't know what they're trying to do or what they're trying to prove here, but it backfired, so. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Oh Hooters! Oh Hooters! <laughs> <laughs> they're just trying. Though. That's all. I don't know what they're trying, but just stick to making sure that that fried chicken is on point. <laughs> That's all I want y'all to do. Don't tinker so, with nothing. So, Perez, let me ask you: How okay. many do you eat in one setting? I knew that was coming. So <laughs> now I would say: Is this before I've ran and had a big workout, or is this just a a dinner that I might have when I pull up? Yeah, just a dinner. Yeah, just a dinner. I would say between 10 to 15, I can eat. Oh, reasonably. yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. All drums. But that's with the sides, too, now. Oh, that's a good dish, then. Because if you get shrimps and fries and, you know, yep. I know you probably had some, some beer with it, too. So. Hell, yeah. Uh-huh. A little a little Miller Lite. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Mm. Okay. But, yeah. So, good question. Good question. All right, audience. Before we get out of here, we're going to go into the nuts and bolts of the episode here. So Jules and I were talking and we were throwing back some ideas and we were like, man, you know what? Let's get an audience a little bit of some of our songs to kind of get us, songs that just kind of put us in that good vibes, songs that make us happy, songs that just uplift us a little bit. Because right now in this world, we got so much negative. We need to focus more on the mm-hmm. things that make us happy, right? And so that's something that I've been really focusing on this year, Jules, is really trying to find those things and connect to those things that make me happy. You're doing it. You guys are purchasing that damn lake house. I'm so happy for you guys, right? And I think that all of us need to like start looking at things like that and like, man, what can I be doing to give myself just a little bit of piece of happiness? So this right here, this show, we're going to touch on just a small thing that kind of makes us happy. And these are some of the songs that really just kind of put us in those good vibes. So Jules, we're not going to do this in any sort of particular order, but I'm going to kick us off here. The first song that I want to talk to you guys about is the man in the mirror, Michael Jackson? Dude, Dude. Oh, you gave my hype because I get that too. But okay, oh, well, sure. Uh, but this, okay. hey, this is gonna be good because then you can come in right after me. <laughs> Jules, you remember on the show we we had Shay that came on and we had on that episode we talked about overcoming emotional abuse and I even talked about yes, some sir. situations that whether I knew that I was doing it outright you still have to realize that, hey, there's things that you are doing in this world sometimes that hurt other people. And this song right here, Man in the Mirror, the reason why I like it, because the song's deep. Because all Michael's trying to tell you to do here is like, hey, if you want to make a difference, you got to start from within. And that's one of the things that I'm really trying to do. But the song is just like, really, it hits me because it like kind of like sticks to me a little bit because it makes me think. And it's like, hey, you know what? Bruh, you got to be that change. And if you want to, uh-huh. if you want that change, then it starts with you. Starts with that man in the mirror, Jules. And I love the fact that you had this one on your list too. Oh man, when we was come up with this, the topic here, I was like, dude, that thing just popped into my mind. Michael Jackson, man in the mirror. Mike has some cuts, 
But when you heard on the bad album, we heard Man in the Mirror, you're like, ooh, Mike, come on. Yes, sir. Mike, dude, if you want to make a, a world a better place, take a look at yourself and make a change. That means it starts with you. And when he said that, I was like, man, that hit home there. So individually, what we can do with our lives, it's the stuff in the world, you know, there's things you can't control. That's just life in general. But the things you can't control, that's when you make that change for better for yourself and your family. And man, with, with that right there, that speaks volumes. So when, when, when we came up with this, this topic, and man in the mirror, it's most definitely on that top five. Yes, sir. And I mean, okay, I talked to the audience about the fact of the message behind the song. But now let's not uh-huh. skip past the fact that that rhythm on that shit is dope. The melody is dope. I mm. love the video, right? Yeah. So it's all things that are just combined at once. I really love this song. It's dope. And one thing, one of my really good friends, he's had some tough times in life and he struggled with a little bit of an addiction. And he okay. said that for him, this is a song that they play a lot of times in the different programs that he's been in. And he said they play it in there for those people to realize, hey, nothing's going to change about your circumstance unless you are that change. Mm-hmm. And this song, it's just powerful, man. Just really powerful song, Jules. Make that change. That's what he said at the end of it. Make that change. Well, all right, what you got for us next? Fred, you know I was, man, grandma got me with old born and raised up in the church. So you know I got to come. At least one of them with a gospel. And um, sometimes when things feel like it's just, seem like it's just getting heavy on you and, and you've been hit with a whole bunch of stuff at once, you just feel like the world just coming down and the devil just coming at you. Sometimes I just look up I, and I, uh, this, the, this song, Do Not Pass Me By. I just, sometimes just look up and I just say, I just say, man, Lord, please do not pass me by. Just, just. I know others are calling me, but please don't pass me by. Just, just keep, just keep watching me, Lord. Just, I'm just, just making sure he's up there. I know he never, I know he'd never leave me. But I'm just, hey, just let him know, hey, don't, don't pass me by, Lord. And that's, that's, that's one song that's that's meaningful to me, because man, because prayers that you say this world is is rough, it's tough, and and you're not gonna be all glitz and glam every day. You're gonna get, you're gonna go through trials and tribulations, but you got to be strong and 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 know to keep moving and things is only temporary it's not here to stay it's here to pass but you're gonna need something something to hold on and give you that hope and that's that's one of them songs yeah bro and i'm gonna tell you you, you took me back because you know i came up in the church today they, they mm-hmm. had me in church at a young age <laughs> <laughs> but dude that was like one of my grandmothers she loved that song and when you started talking i had i i went on mute for a second because i was sitting there like man dude you kind of like you took me back for a second because i'm like bro i started smiling i was like yeah, Mark, I, I just imagine my grandmother sitting in her little recliner and she'd be singing that song. And so, yeah, man, that's a, that's a dope one, bro. That's a dope one. So my next one is Imagine. And this is uh, the song by John Lennon. Oh, praise. Oh, my God. I don't care where I am. If that song comes on, it just puts me in a different mindset. Like, I could be watching a commercial, and you know, a lot of commercials, they use that song as, like, their, right, their backdrop. Right, Yeah. It always catches my attention. Love that song. Not only just for the message, but just, it talks about peace and unity. And I think that's one of the things that, as I'm talking about here, audience, 
those are the things that we need more of in this world right now. After the some of the bullshit that we've seen that's happened in the last year or two, and even what's going on now, where we're still a little divided. When I listen to songs like this, it just kind of puts me in a really good mindset, Jules. Now, think about this. He says, imagine all the people living life in peace. Boy, could you imagine, man, what this world would be, man, if people just actually lived that way? And they weren't worried about what the other person was doing. They weren't getting in somebody else's business. They weren't trying to tear somebody else down to elevate themselves. Imagine where we would be. And that's why I love this song, because it just kind of puts it top of mind for you. Just live a life of peace. Oh, man, that's that folk music right there, boy. That 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 music there. You said imagine by John. Oh, it took me. Man, it took me. I stood up straight like, ooh. Because <laughs> prayers, that's what we need in this world. And if everybody, like you said, if everybody was living like that, this would be one hell of a place to live in. Man, everybody just gonna be cool and chilling and, and just 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 cool with one another. You ain't got to worry about all this crime, destruction, and people mad and cancel culture and all this. It's just everybody just one big happy and number love, man, and everybody getting money and happy and, and just just a good life. No, and you know what? In last week's show, you talked about Dick Gregory. Uh-huh. Fun uh-huh. fact here when it comes to imagine. He was one of the influences that John Lennon said came on the song. Dick Gregory, he gave a book to uh, Yoko Ono, who was uh, John Lennon's wife. Mm-hmm. And in that book, it talked about the power of positive prayer. And so John Lennon just basically said that kind of gave him some of the inspiration to write this song. Man, that's a good fact there. They never knew that. Yes, sir. So Imagine by John Lennon. That's another one of my happy songs. I don't care where I am where I and what I'm doing. That shit happens to come on. It stops me literally in my tracks. That song right there, shit, I'm going to listen to that shit when we get done podcast. <laughs> oh, man, nice. Love that song, bro. Oh, man, that's a good one. That's a good one. I'm going to have to explain this next one because it's, it's a message in it. It's by Tupac. Brenda's got a baby. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was, man, got to be seventh, seventh grade when this came out. And this one, when Pac was, when when he came out, this people was listening like, okay, this dude got some, he got some range, man. He got some, he got some, he got some stories. He, he can spare here. Well, Brenda got a baby because we grew up in these neighborhoods. We knew some Brendas. We knew some Brendas. We knew some twelve year old girls who had problems, who had a baby, who had had the baby, then had trouble and and went to selling drugs and selling herself. We know that, and and we talked about that on previous episodes. But what Pac said on here, what stood out, he said, she didn't realize just because you're in the ghetto doesn't mean you can't grow. He said all that. But when he said that, it was what we we had talked about on our previous uh, podcast as far as the poverty, the communities that some people live in. You can still grow, but you need somebody to teach you that. You need somebody to give you that learning, that lesson to, to kind of direct you on that path. Now, she didn't know that, and that's why she ended up on that path that she went to on, on this, on this, uh, on his, his song, his poem. And that what is meaningful to me because it's like, I knew some Brenda's, and we got people today are some Brenda's. But because of we in these, some people in these uh, communities, you can always still grow. You just need that person to show you, to show you the way. And you know what, too? That song is powerful. I love that song, but it had a it had a message behind it. Now I mm-hmm. wouldn't say 
that song like uplifts me. But what I will say when I think about that song, it really makes me understand um, that there's people out there that have been hurt. And there's also mm-hmm. people that have been born from that hurt. So when you think about the story of Brenda and the baby, it's full circle because these are situations like Jules says happen every day. And they happen so often that people don't even really, they're not even phased by these stories anymore. It's kind of like, oh, okay. And they just move on. So I think songs like this were so important. Like you said, Jules, is because Pac was ahead of his time talking on things that were a greater problem, especially in these inner city communities. And they still happen today. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one right there. Uh, my next one, Jules. I got to go with uh, Lovely Day, Bill Withers. Okay. That song right there, a feel-good song, bro. To me, four minutes of just like, all right, Bill. When I cut that song on, when it's done, I'm looking at the world in a different spot, man. I'm looking at the world like, all right, I'm hopeful. I got this. These people ain't going to bother me. They ain't going to get me down. That's how that song does me. And that's why I love music. And I love, that's why I feel like the power of music is so important. Because, Jules, I listen to music all the time, man. And there's some Uh songs that bring me some, you know, get, get me crying a little bit. Then there's some songs that get me smiling and get me happy. Music just has that unique ability to be able to do that. So this song right here, Lovely Day by Bill Withers, love this damn song. And let's not forget, that man holds that note at the end for almost 20 goddamn seconds. You know, when he's oh, like, man. lovely day. He, he, he hits yeah, that dude, shit. Dude. <laughs> oh, man. Man, that's, <laughs> that's right. I forgot about that. He was holding that note. Boy, he held that shit. So. Like I said, that song right there, listeners, you guys already probably know about that song, but in case you don't know about it, add that to your playlist. It is a great song. Always makes me feel good, even if it's only for four minutes, but feels great. Love it. Oh, man, that's a good one, man. Oh, my next one. <laughs> it's uh, it's a little different because uh, the, the, the meaning behind it is not particularly the song. Well, yeah. Particularly song, I'm just saying. Another one bites the dust by Queen. Oh, that's dope. Friends, <laughs> I know you sit up there like, okay. Well, here's the thing. My old partner and I, <laughs> every time we go some, you know, we go on the job like an in progress, a call. I'll just say we're going to call, which which it can be a little and get a little 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 hectic. And we end up getting the uh the bad guy. On the way to the station, we always pop this song in. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's just a feel-good uh, feel song for me because of, of the meaning behind what, what we used it for. Right, uh, I got you. you. know what I'm saying? So we came out, nobody got hurt, anything like that, and, and we ended up doing that job. So that's why when we go on the station, we hit this up and, and play this song, man. Just a little a personal feel-good uh, a song for me. So did one of y'all sing it or you just let the queen just... Oh, no, no, no. We, no, let the play. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> we can't sing. <laughs> no, we can't sing. Hey, Freddie, Freddie Murky was a bad motherfucker, bro. He was a bad motherfucker. Mm-hmm. That's such a good song. I could dig it. I could dig it. All right, Jules. So my next one, it's It's My Life, Bon Jovi. Now, Audience, you're going to realize that I listen to all type of music, all type of eras of music, all type of artists. But this one right here, 
And Jules could tell you this better than, than I could tell you. My attitude is I stand my ground in life. I don't back down from nothing or anyone. I'm going to do things my way. Mm-hmm. That's just the way that I am. This song right here puts me in that little happy place because it kind of backs up the way that I see the world. Now, I will say this now. I'm a law-abiding citizen, but I would just say, okay. though, for the most part, though, inherently in me, I just want to live life to the fullest. And, again, I just want to live life the way that I want to live life, through my own lens, through my own experiences, guided by my own wishes and, and, and ambitions. So this song right here is just like my spirit animal because I'm telling you right here, this will come on, I will crank that fucking volume up. Love this song. Oh, nice, man. Oh, man. The next one, it impressed. It's a lot of songs out here. And I, it, it was hard to come up with five, dude. And I want to say Believer by Imagine Dragon. It hits. It hits when uh, that was one of the ones I'm, you know, listening to when you when I'm going to the gym. And what it's a real good, feel-good music when they saying, you know, make me a believer and going in there and you just hype. It just gets you. Just, just get you charged, get you pumped, man. Just make you feel good. You know, the, the beat, the bass, the, you know, the, the, the instruments they playing on there. Just real feel-good music. Did you uh, like the remix they did with Lil Wayne? No, I ain't hear that one. Oh, man. You do fire that thing up when you get a chance. It's decent. It's decent. Oh, really? Uh-uh. Yeah, how was Weezy on there? Oh, you know how Weezy do. He, he don't disappoint. It's just for me, sometimes with some of the uh, remixes, I kind of think like, ah, we should have just left that original because that was a classic. Uh-huh. But, you know, it was cool. I, w- I would say the original is my favorite, but I think Lil Wayne, he was he was pretty good on the track. It is worth a listen. Oh, man. Least. Yeah, I'm going to check it out as soon as we get off, man. All right, man. Well, my last song that I had is by my brother Bob Marley and his Get Up, Stand Up. Love oh, this damn dude. song. Love that damn song. This is a song that I used to put on, so I'll give audience the, the, the backstory. I used to play this shit in college, in my dorm room, building this thing as loud as could be. And I know the whole premise behind the song is him. He went on a trip to Haiti. This is what I understand from the song. And he saw that the people there on that island were just living in poverty. And he wanted them to like rise up, be strong, and stand up. For me... I was playing this song at the time in college when I would have like those moments where I was doubting myself, like, man, school's hard, all this studying, this shit's getting tough, it's getting kind of hard on me. But I would put this shit on and it would just put me in that mindset of like, you know what, you got this shit. So I know his song was a little bit different because it it spoke from more of a like a political aspect of things. But for me, it kind of gave me a little bit of that. All right, man, let's go. You got this. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Man. Dude, I bet your people was like, oh, boy, revolutionist yeah, here right here. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> revolutionist. Man, that's a good one, man. I love Bob Marley. Man, Bob Marley, got some, he got some cuts, man. He, he was he was before his time, too, Press. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They man, don't get enough credit. He was, putting get enough out. he was standing up against the, right, he was standing up against the government. Didn't think none of it. He did it through his music. Mm-mm. Just yeah. like Sam Cooke. You know, a lot of these artists used to do that, you know. But like you said, man, this right here, we could have easily had 10 or 15 songs, if not 20. You know, we would have been on this episode for a long time. But it was hard to limit my list down to those five. But I would say, man, those are the five that really, like, kind of put a smile on my face, kind of puts me in that good mindset. So I really like that one. And if I wanted to add one more quick one, 
it'd be um, I Want to Dance with Somebody by Whitney. And I love that damn song. And I'll, I'll be singing that shit in the shower. I don't even care. <laughs> Man, that's what, uh, is Shaq Kong on that one? Uh-uh. That was a young, uh, early cut, that was, right? Yeah, that was an early cut. Okay, okay, gotcha, gotcha. I was trying to figure it out. I was like, man, what does it? But yeah, okay. I feel like Jules was trying to trick me into singing. I'm not going to do it right now. <laughs> he, 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 he almost got me. I almost about to, I, I moved, I adjusted that microphone for a second. But I'm like, I'm not going to do that to y'all. <laughs> oh, man. That was well played, Jules. He almost got me. He almost got me. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, Whitney a bad girl, boy. Oh man, that shit that, uh, that that was the queen. Hey, that, was that the queen. bodyguard, that bodyguard soundtrack, boy. The queen. Mm. Audience, we hope you guys enjoyed this. And I would love to hear some of you guys' songs to get you guys in that mind frame and that mindset. So shit, hit us up. Send those over to us on Twitter, Instagram, our email. We would love to hear some of the songs to get you guys like fired up, get you happy, and kind of keep you in that in that positive state of mind. Because as we said, we want to do this episode today. Just to give you guys a little insight into what makes us happy, what makes us smile. And you could probably even hear it through us when we were talking about some of these songs. You know, it's important for us to find those happy moments in those happy places. And so that's what we want to bring to you guys today. We appreciate you for listening. Jules, go on and hit them with that curtain call, bruh. President's curtain call goes out to all of the artists that we talked about on today's show. Thank you for the gifts that you left the world and for your part in making this world a happier and better place. Jules, thanks for that curtain call, my guy. As always, you can find this podcast on Amazon Music, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Deezer, or wherever you get your podcasts. We appreciate your continued support of the show. Without you, we wouldn't be. We're the Pulling Back the Curtain Podcast. Thanks for listening. Peace.